Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. So, thought I'd kind of continue a series I've been doing on and off, little by little, on how I study the Bible and, you know, kind of how I prepare my messages and different things of that nature. So, um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go back and kind of look, talked about uh, some of the online different avenues that I use in studying the scripture. And then just thought I'd kind of share with you um, some of the books and different things of that nature that I use. Uh, everybody would will probably do this a little different <clears throat> depending on how you're trained. Those of you that are pastors or teachers and stuff like that, you probably will do this quite often and there'll be some similarities. I'm sure there'll be a few differences. Um, and then those of you that, you know, uh, are, are not in the ministry full time, but you you know, want to study your Bible, you can do a lot of these things also, um, if you choose to, uh, maybe a few that you couldn't, but most of them you could. So I hope to be an encouragement to you. And, um, this is just a little primer. So, you know, how, how, how would one start studying the Bible? So let's, let's pick a book. We'll pick a small one like Philemon. Okay. It's one chapter. Um, and what I usually do if I'm going to study a book like that is I just start by simply asking the writer's block questions. Who, what, where, why, when, and how. You know, who was it written to? Who wrote it? Um, you know, what was the, you know, uh, uh, the, the political, the socioeconomical uh, times that they were living in? Who were the people uh, that, that, that would have probably read this? Who were the people that are discussed in a letter? You know, and I'm not going to go, um, you know, down all the questions, but you know, how would have the original reader understood it? And I think that's important because if we're reading the book of Philemon, um, and we understand the background in that book and kind of what's going on, then we'll have a little better understanding of what, what God has for us. But it would be a, a very large jump then to head all the way back to the old Testament in the book of Isaiah or the book of Exodus, which happened a couple thousand years, um, or at least 1,500 years in one case, uh, Genesis or Exodus, uh, a couple thousand probably, uh, before Philemon. And uh, so, you know, there's a different background, a context. And so how would we learn some of those things? Well, if you have a good study Bible, um, most of the, there, there's tons of them now. And at some point I can recommend a few, there's, there's quite a few good study Bibles out there. But if you have a study Bible of any kind, you probably already have a good primer at the beginning of each of your books. Um, there'll be three or four or five, depends on the study Bible, sometimes 10, 15 pages. Uh, but usually it's like three to five, maybe six or seven of introduction. And it'll give you kind of a little bit of a tidbit on the background, the people that it's written to, et cetera, et cetera. Another way you can do that is what we call a Bible dictionary. Uh, I have one called the Nelson's Bible Dictionary. It's probably my favorite. I've had it since college. Um, If I'm studying the book of Philemon, I can just look up Philemon and it will tell me what the name Philemon means and a lot of the answers to the questions that I just asked. It'll usually give you an outline uh, for the book, which is helpful because, um, you know, just kind of understanding the flow of the book and and different things of that nature. Um, Now, once... Once you kind of go through a Bible dictionary, and if you don't have one, I can recommend a couple others to you. There's a ton of them out there. Then there, there's a couple different directions you can go. For me, usually before I go to a commentary or anything, I will just uh, read the text. 
I'll probably get in the Bible dictionary, just make sure I can answer some of the basic questions of who's writing, who are they writing to, when was it written, things of that nature. <clears throat> make some notes. I, I use Word on my computer, and I'll type down some notes, some things of that nature. And then I might even look in the study Bible for some of the introductions and, and different thoughts that, that a study Bible might have. But I don't really want specific commentary yet because I want to let the Holy Spirit and the Word, the, the Bible, speak to me um, and kind of just develop you know, my own thoughts related to the Bible. Not, not what do I think the Bible is saying, but what is it actually saying? And so as, as I kind of go through that, you know, I'll move from a Bible dictionary then. Um, there's, a, there's a variety of other directions you could go, but I have sitting right in front of me here, Wilmington's Guide to the Bible. And so it's not really a commentary, but it's not really a Bible dictionary. It's sort of kind of in between, and there's a lot of different things like that. There's another one called Through the Bible, and it'll have some commentary stuff, but they're more just giving you the etching of a particular book of the Bible or a section of Scripture. Uh, they're kind of heading in the direction of a commentary, but they're not really there yet. Um, they'll give some comments, but they're just, you know, really uh, like Wilmington's, for instance, uh, I'm studying First Peter with our church, and I think he's got like eight or nine pages on the book of First Peter. And he does have some, some commentary, but he just kind of outlines the book, and it's really helpful <clears throat> just, uh, you know, when you're studying and, and, and just getting your thoughts together to understand kind of the flow of the passage. So if I was studying Philemon, that's something that I could do. And then after I, you know, I've looked at a Bible dictionary, um, I might look at a, a thesaurus or something like that, depending on what words there were in English. Um, I will go in then and identify words um, that, that either are used very minimally, because that's usually pretty important to, to understand uh, words that are not not used a lot, because there's probably a reason why, you know, and. <clears throat> like, for instance, Philemon was written originally in Greek. And so I will look at, are there some Greek words that I need to understand um, so that I can better teach this or understand what's going on in the text? And then I have some tools uh, I'll use for that. Uh, as I mentioned before, if, uh, if you have a computer, download eSword. You can do the same thing. Uh, you can go in. You may not, if you haven't studied Greek or some Hebrew, it might sound like greek and hebrew to you <laughs> but you're still able to understand you're they have transliterations and so a word that you know that they'll translate it over into english and it really is helpful um and then after i kind of do you do some of that as i get ready to go into commentaries i'll usually look at maybe like uh like uh i have another one in front of me here vines expository dictionary um you know or there's a pictorial encyclopedia of the bible by zondervan you know just some different things that'll give you a different uh, perspective. Now, it depends on what book I'm in. Um, some books of the Bible, they have a lot. Other ones, not so much. And those are just some helpful things. There, there's a ton more, but that'll kind of get you started. You know, if you've ever heard of a Bible handbook, I have uh, Haley's, which is an old one, uh, but it's a good one, Bible handbook. And it, again, just has, uh, you know, kind of all those dictionary, Bible dictionaries, um, uh, encyclopedias, Bible handbooks, they're all kind of in the same vein. They just give you more information on a particular text of Scripture and just getting getting your mind uh, <clears throat> in a culture that we really know nothing about. And then I'll move to commentaries. Um, and I'm not going to really address personal commentary series today. I, I've got a ton of them. But, you know, 
I try to read, you know, usually three or four or five commentaries. I don't read everything that I have on the subject because I typically don't have time to do that. Um, you know, it would take weeks and weeks and weeks. If I have a few weeks to prepare a message, then I will. But I usually have five or six commentaries that I really trust and I really like and I understand how the folks write. And so I kind of dive into those. Uh, like one of them off the top of my head is Warren Wearsby. Uh, he's got the B series. And... Uh, um, I'll read that, you know, or or, uh, or John MacArthur or something like that. <clears throat> the other thing I do is I have favorite preachers uh, that I like to listen to them preach on a particular text. So I might get online and look for a few of those pastors and listen to some messages they have on Philemon. If they don't have any, okay, but most of them will. And so I'll listen to a few messages, try to, try to understand it. And again, whether it's uh, I'm teaching a chapel here at our school or a sermon or I'm doing a Bible study, I want to do my best to have the best understanding I can of the text in front of me so that then I can teach it. Um, as the Bible says, to not, you know, to, to be a workman that's not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, you know, it's, but it's a joy. And, and I'll just say this final thing. Uh, one of my mentors used to say to me, Jonathan, when you get ready to study the Bible, you'll think of a thousand reasons you can't or a thousand things you have to do. But once you start studying the Bible, you'll have a thousand reasons you don't want to stop. And you know what, friends? That's really true. Uh, Ultimately, that's true. Every time I get in and study the Bible, whether it's here in the office where I'm making this podcast today at my house, I always think of all these things I have to do. And sometimes that, you know, things get in the way uh, that we have to do. And sometimes they're really good things. But then once I get in the word of God, I don't want to stop. And so I encourage you push past, you know, those those things. Make sure you make time for the word. And hopefully some of these uh, ideas and resources will help you in your study of the Bible. For Northeast by Midwest, I'm Jonathan Jones. Have a wonderful day.